Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Moving Up the Ladder, a show that gives you some knowledge and insight into the potential success of your career or business, no matter what part of the employment spectrum you fall on. With localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We are continuing our look at Manpower Group's 10 Hardest Jobs to Fill, trying to figure out why these positions have become a struggle to find quality candidates, and hopefully we can give individuals some ideas on how to show employers they are the right person for the gig. Our focus today is in the restaurant business and the workers that are needed there, whether it be the cooks and chefs in the back or servers and other personnel in the front. Clearly, it is an issue. Joining me today in studio are a couple of gentlemen from 812 MVP Bar and Grill in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Eric Kay is the general manager there with experience from a few different restaurants that he brings with him. Also with us is Andrew Miller, 812's executive chef, who also has some insight into the business side of things. Guys, thanks for coming in and joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. To give people an idea, you know, they hear those titles and maybe they have a general concept of of what you do. Give people that description of maybe what a day-to-day process looks like or just your overall responsibilities at the restaurant. Eric, why don't we start with you? Sure. As general manager, you know, we're I'm pretty much responsible for the restaurant from the business aspect as well as customer satisfaction, um, as well as maintaining quality control, hiring, firing, and also, you know, in a sense, marketing and promotion as well. Okay. Uh, as an executive chef, I have a large amount of staff that I manage and maintain my relationships with them, uh, as well as uh, dealing with suppliers on a daily basis. Um, in a restaurant as large as ours, that's a big, uh, big part of it, you know, making sure the product that we're getting in is quality uh, so that the product that goes on on plates uh, is, is just as good. Sure. And again, you know, I think people generally have ideas of what's going on with that, but um, you're just trying to give them a better concept of what you're doing at the restaurant and it's not just you know one responsibility that you have now when we talk about this toughest positions to fill and, and what manpower group brought out there was it just generally said restaurant and hotel workers so obviously it's vague but when we when we look at to finding quality chefs and cooks what has been your experience andrew in terms of finding those candidates filling those positions i mean is this a trend that is actually occurring in the in the industry uh yeah absolutely coming from a hiring perspective the candidates that we've seen lately, you know, we're, we're definitely not getting world-class chefs, uh, you know, applying for line cook positions at our restaurant. But, you know, we look more towards the attitude side of things mm-hmm. and we try to try to groom those attitudes and teach them what they need for for success as, as a very good chef. And Eric, I mean, when I first looked into this, that was the talk a lot of what I saw was the the back, so to speak. But you've also expressed concerns with, uh, you know, the personnel in front, hosts, servers, that sort of thing. What's kind of been your experience with that? Well, it, it's a di- it's difficult. Um, front of the house, speaking of those people, guests see in front of them, bussers, hostesses, servers. Um, the, my challenge is always finding quality people. Um, there, there are a lot of applicants. Uh, however, finding quality amongst those applicants is is my challenge, and quite often I'm understaffed. So, and you know, both of you can kind of speak to this, obviously. But what's what is at the heart of this struggle? I mean, you talk about not having those quality candidates. Is it lack of education, lack of experience? Is it something personality-wise? Like, what are you seeing as the the issues here? I think the biggest thing for me is uh, work ethic. Hmm. You know, it, I, I think in my, say, 18 years in the business, the, the, the work ethic in, in the restaurant business has, has changed. Um, you know, typically front of the house uh, is, is more or less a part-time position. You're, you're talking about people that are going to school or using sure. their first, second job or supplemental income. And w- what I'm finding is, is um, that 
pride in their job is really the challenge, and, and they're, they're most, mostly coming in, you know, going through the motions and um, looking as tipped employees at just trying to put that extra money in their, in their pockets. Sure, and that's something you and I talked about a little bit in that, you know, for you guys, clearly this is a career, this is extremely important to you, and maybe you're getting some of those people in that, well, it's a part-time thing, it's a second job, it's a stepping stone, and, um, you know, as we talked about, that's, that seems like a tough thing to try to corral that and figure out how you fix that. How about from your side of things, Andrew, in terms of the, the real struggle or the real issues that are at hand in, in finding these people? Uh, I think the same, along the same lines, uh, you know, like I said before, we look for those attitudes um, and try to groom those. But I think, you know, the really strong candidates with, you know, large skill sets uh, coming out of the major culinary schools and everything are sticking in larger markets, very okay. large markets and, you know, rising to the top because there's, you know, the market is so big that the talent pool is larger and, you know, the best restaurants are usually in those large markets. And, you know, that's where they feel there's more growth, I believe. But, you know, with the attitude thing, if you find someone with a good attitude and you've worked in those large markets for a number of years and you have that experience, you mm-hmm. can kind of pass that on. And I believe you can really get the same same kind of job experience as you would in a larger market. Sure. Now, with something with being a chef or a cook in that regard, um, you know, do you think there are overall, I don't know if you've seen, heard anything, are there still the same amount of people going into that or there, is it just not as popular in an industry? I mean, does that play a factor or, or things like reputation? You know, some people might think, oh, well, hours aren't great or something, you know, just, just these different things that people get in people's heads. What's been your experience or, or things you've seen or heard regarding that? I think uh, as far as people getting into the industry from a culinary school perspective mm-hmm. is still still remains strong. Okay. Um, and I think that has a large part to do with so much media mm-hmm. being uh, covering professional cooking and everything. And they make it out to be very glamorous. Kind of um, like the reality shows right, going on right, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but when you, when you actually get your first position as a line cook, you have a big wake-up call from okay. the TV kind of right. perspective. And, you know, it's, it's very, it's hard work, you know, day in, day out, you're expected to be better than you were yesterday. Mm. And I think that's true across all kinds of industries, but uh, especially the physical demands, the mental demands and the, the general dynamic environment of a professional kitchen is, you know, is the real challenge. And I think you see people dropping off very quickly after culinary school because of that. I think that's an excellent point and observation that, you know, you have these fantastical ideas of what it's going to be like, and not that it can't be fun and great and exciting, but you know it, it is a grind. I mean, right. it is—it's an extremely, you know, it's a pressure-filled job. So, um, I, and it's a, a nice perspective. I think people don't really look at that. Um, Eric, on your side of things, you know what we talked about a little of this before the show in terms of when you are looking to, to hire somebody, you know, you, you don't necessarily look at the education and you know experience can matter, obviously, but it's a little different if you're looking at a chef or a cook. What are you really looking for then from somebody if they are going to, you know, be a host, a hostess, or a, a server of some sort? What are you really focusing on? Because you don't necessarily look at numbers, so to speak, like you would with other positions. Right. First and foremost, I, I'm looking for personality. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for outgoing people. You, I can teach the skills. I can teach steps of service. I can teach you how to properly answer a phone. But if you aren't ingrained with uh, being outgoing and, and willing to talk to people, which is 
what we do in our business, um, it's not going to work. And then secondly, most importantly, professionalism. Hmm. Um, you know, how do you communicate with people? How do you show up for an interview? Uh, you know, are, are, are you dressed properly? Are you, are, you, are you taking it seriously? And uh, for anyone listening, if you have any questions about that, because you know, a lot of it seems like common sense as far as how you dress, how you act, um, please feel free to go to localjobnetwork.com because we have tons of resources like that. And we'd really hate for you not to get a position because somebody shows up in jeans or, or they just they come at uh, 7 o'clock on a Friday night thinking they're going to get to talk to, to people, you know, one of the busiest times of uh, in the restaurant industry. Andrew, back to you in terms of uh, maybe education and training, that sort of thing. What uh, what do you look for? Like what what sort of skills and qualities you know aside from the, the personality aspect of it and that hardworking mentality? Obviously, people need to know certain things of how to make foods and whatnot. But what what are some of those actual skills and qualities that you you would look for in terms of maybe what they got education wise or training wise? In general, I look for you know people that have backgrounds where they have some sort of discipline. So whether that be they've progressed through, you know, sports very well or something. Mm. Uh, and I kind of ask those off-the-path off questions during interviews and look to see, you know, what have been their commitments in life and what have they really excelled at and achieved because that's a big part of growing as a professional cook as well is being very disciplined, you know, day in and day out, sure. like I said. You know, obviously is education. We look for, you know, a culinary background. But, you know, if not, uh, in general – if the mentality of a candidate is, you know, sharp, on the ball, very responsive with questions, and seems like they would be able to thrive in a fast-paced environment, then we certainly look to give those individuals a chance. How about in terms of, of experience? You know, I, I think I, I saw some of the stuff you've done, you know, bouncing around maybe of line cook and maybe you did some serving, that sort of, I mean, what sort of experience should people maybe be trying to get before they really believe they're ready for a, you know, a prime time position, so to speak, as a cook or a chef? I mean, what, what kind of things would you suggest for people to get out there and do? I mean, honestly, I would say any restaurant experience is a good experience. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in the right environment, that's up to you for you to decide. Uh, however, in any restaurant, you're either going to see what to do because they do it very well, or you're going to see what not to do mm-hmm. because they're not doing it well. But as far as getting a primetime position in a professional kitchen, you're going to need to apply for as many different stations, different jobs as possible, whether it be front of house or back of house. I think they both contribute to getting the general feel of working in a restaurant. But the more experience you have on different types of stations, whether it be at a chain restaurant or a four-star four star fine dining restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, working you know the salad station there and working the grill at the chain restaurant, the variety of experience and the length of time that you've been at each one uh, is what I suggest kind of going going after. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. I and mean, just the idea of understanding the industry, because Eric and I were talking before the show how people, they may come in, like I said, at a 7 o'clock on a Friday night thinking they're going to be able to talk to people, you know, a cook, a chef, uh, GM, and, and, you know, if they don't even have that basic understanding, how can you expect them to do their jobs well? So, Eric, when what have been what's been your experience in terms of the mistakes maybe that job seekers are making specifically you talked when your restaurant opened you had 600 applicants but still it's this difficulty of finding the the right people the qualified applicants um i mean is there something in particular you would point to or you would tell people like by all means do this 
you know, I mean, find that face-to-face opportunity, find that networking opportunity. I mean, what would you suggest either what not to do or what they really should be doing to, to help their own cause, really? Well, obviously, ex- experience helps. Um, you know, our community, Milwaukee, at the end of the day, like most businesses, I'm sure, are very insular and, and there's, you know, we all kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there's a lot of references between restaurants and, and, and different chefs and different general managers. Um, but when I interview, I, I, I ask a lot of open-ended questions. And what I'm looking for is is a response that's enthusiastic and that has some thought behind it. And um, you know, I may, I may ask, um, you know, tell me something about yourself. And I'm just looking basically for, you know, to expound on that, to, to show me some personality. Sure. And, and what I find is most of the applicants are, are unwilling or unable to do that. I think it's interesting because for both of you guys, the positions that you're looking to fill, I mean, you do need that. There's that face-to-face interaction all the time. There's the personality element of it, so even more so than probably in a lot of industries. Is that something that can be taught? Is there a way that you can help somebody with that or give them a suggestion? I mean, either one of you really can speak to this. Well, I'd say put yourself in as many positions as possible. Uh, for, for me, I moved to New York and worked in New York. And, and to me, what I found out was, hey, if I don't speak up, um, I'm just going to be left aside. Mm. You know? and, that, and that was my wake-up call as far as that. But um, for someone in this market, I would say put yourself in positions where, where you know you have challenges and, and you can be outgoing and, and solve problems. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Andrew? Or is that, I mean, is that, it probably still applies to, to the positions you're looking to fill. Obviously, the, the servers, everybody out front, are, they're constantly interacting with, with customers. But um, maybe from your point of view? Yeah, uh, I think in more of a general perspective, you know, interpersonal skills uh, for chefs, for cooks are uh, extremely important. In a restaurant the size of ours, you can be interacting with, you know, 10 different employees besides right. myself and my other manager on a daily basis and for long periods of hours at a time. And being able to communicate effectively with them ultimately sets everyone up for success every day and uh, the next day and the next day as well. Sure. You know, when talking with some people and, and some of the research I've done, not just in this industry, but all industries, there's a talk about you know ha- having this trouble finding the right talent, but then you look at the other side and you have all these unemployed people and you think, Gosh, there's got to be a, a match somewhere. So sometimes what, what people have looked at is maybe maybe the employers are making some mistakes here. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to, to look at that and assess ourselves in that way. But um, for either of you, ha- what sort of things have you looked at and thought, well, maybe we need to take a different route or maybe we're, we're not looking in the right area. Maybe we need to take a chance on someone here. I mean, what sort of those things? things have gone through your mind in terms of maybe mistakes you're making or not necessarily mistakes, but a different strategy you should take. I mean, have things crossed your mind in that regard? I think, uh, I think we're in a unique opportunity as, as most employers are to give people a chance and, and to further their and better their lives. So, uh, I truly believe in giving people chances. Um, you know, those, those that show effort and show commitment, I'm certainly willing to give a chance. And I, and I think that's something that I've learned the most over my career is is willing to stick with somebody who has great work ethic that may not have the background or experience but take a chance on somebody that shows good work ethic and and cares about what they're doing and that, it seems like that's kind of a common theme that you guys are talking about that the issue isn't necessarily idea of talent or experience because that can be you know improved but it's just almost just sounds like people don't want to put the effort in. I mean, is that really what we're getting at here, especially with this industry that you guys can speak to? I mean, I would, I would say that's what I'm most frustrated with. 
um, you know, I, I, I have positions to fill, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bewildered that, that I can't fill these positions because, you know, it's, you know, our business, at least in the front of the house, it's typically a part-time position, second job, mm -hmm. um, supplemental income, and to have people take that as seriously as I take the job um, is very hard to do and very frustrating. Now, with your the positions you're looking to fill, I mean, those are full time. I mean, serious should be career seeking type people. But I mean, same issues apply for you. You think? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think you know when we're struggling to find more candidates uh, via job boards, anything like that, we always kind of do a reverse and look internally. Okay. Uh, and so we'll look for, you know, that work ethic in whether it be a busser, a dishwasher, prep worker, um, anybody who I can really see is giving it their all every single day and wants to grow with us mm. no matter where they are in a position. That's the people that I'll promote to the line internally. And that's how we can kind of shift, you know, progress for the line cooks that are already there, but also give people that chance. But like you said, uh, you know, this should be, it should be a career-minded, you know, cook. And that's, that's really what we look for. And obviously the work ethic that me and Eric speak of, you know, that certainly goes along with it. You know, you can't obviously speak to the entire industry, but um, with what you guys are experiencing and being a part of the, the surge group that has multiple restaurants that you can, you know, you can kind of pick and choose from in terms of what's going on in the industry. Do you see this having like a big negative impact, a trend of not being able to fill those positions, especially, you know, asking in, in, from your side of things, Andrew, being in the back, uh, what sort of impact would that have if, if this continues to be a struggle or do you just find ways to get through it? How, how does that work in this industry? Uh, I think one of the biggest qualities of being a good chef is uh, being a problem solver in mm -hmm. general. Um, so I think uh, if this type of kind of struggle to find quality candidates, hardworking candidates uh, continues, We'd probably look internally once again. Yeah. Uh, we'd just have to kind of make do and, you know, solve problems so that we can excel and deliver the same expectations that the guests have, you know, built up coming to our restaurant. But I, I think Andrew saying make do is is really what what the challenge is. I mean, we're, right. we're constantly in a position where we're having to make do. But at some and point, I, I mean, is that going to hurt the hurt the business overall, though, if that's constantly you're never to that point where you, you really want to be or are you – Going to be able to find ways, I guess. You, you can find ways, but but I think, you know, Andrew would probably say he could use more days off and, and more rest. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I guess, Eric, we'll look to you first with this one. In terms of advice to the, the job seeker, again, and, and, you know, you guys want these candidates, obviously. It's not like we're just throwing it out there willy-nilly. Um, as you said, you want these people. What's a way they can show you or, or present to you this idea of, of work ethic, especially talk about the, the economic times of people. You think there's a little more desperation out there. And, you know, I, I've said I, I've been in that position briefly. And for me, it was, man, I would do everything I can just to show you I can do this job. Um, what, what would you suggest? I mean, even if it's something like maybe volunteering to show, hey, I've been doing something, even if I've been unemployed or any suggestions that they're out there for those job seekers? Well, absolutely. You know, when I when I look at a resume or an application, I, I certainly look at in, involvement, volunteer work. Are are you making use of your time productively? I certainly look to those things. Um, you know, it, it says a lot about somebody's commitment when when they have that on their resume. So I would certainly suggest getting involved in things, um, especially community-based things, where you, where you're working with a myriad of different people, um, shows you're 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 able to um, have a, a large set of skills. 
Now, from your point of view, Andrew, and in terms of making these positions, I don't even want to say more appealing because it seems like the interest is there. Is there some way that you guys can make it understanding that, yeah, the work is hard, but there are these benefits to it. There's there's this side of it that, you know, maybe you don't see right away, but as you work your way up, I mean, what sort of things could you throw out there to, to maybe bridge that gap of people thinking it's going to be all glitz and glamour? And then, as you said, it hits the reality of, man, this is this is a daily grind that I did not expect. How do you maybe get them past that or convince them, hey, it's it's going to be going to be great if you just stick it out with us. Right. Um, and, you know, that's been kind of a revolving plan that I've, you know, had in the back of my head. Uh, but when you open a new restaurant, you're right. so busy that it's it's a it's a very big challenge just to get through each day. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're a little bit more settled into things, we're still just as busy. But now we can start thinking of kind of those, you know, thinking like a human resource manager instead of a kitchen manager. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, right off the bat, uh, we have family meal. Uh, we take family meal importantly. Um, and what I mean by that is everybody in the restaurant gets to eat this meal. Hmm. Um, so each day we have a different station uh, on the line that will make this meal for everybody. So uh, everybody eats the meal usually. You know, I think there's a sense of camaraderie with that. Uh, but also I'm looking towards you know, kind of doing more team building activities, you know, whether it be 20 minutes during a work day or, uh, you know, kind of employee party kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, building camaraderie and you really become, you know, friends from a somewhat of a family perspective sure. when you're working with these people so much at day in, day out. So I think that's, that's a, kind of a benefit that nobody really thinks about when trying to get into kitchens. No, and you're right. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily thought that, but I mean, that that pretty much goes with everything we've talked with. I mean, across industry that it ends up being about the people and about the feeling, the culture, the camaraderie there. So, uh, but like you said, you're thinking, well, I'm just going to be cooking. I'm going to be, you know, making food. That's not a factor, but um, if you can get that word out there, maybe that'll help in that regard. Um, we're running a little long time. So just looking to, you know, kind of maybe put a summary to it or maybe give people an idea of, hey, this will help you. I mean, whether it be maybe they're listening out in California and they're trying to find a job or it's here in the Milwaukee area and they can look to latch on with you guys. And each of you can speak to this in your own in your own way, but how can they really stand out? How What would be a suggestion to get somebody to really stand out, really kind of put themselves in the forefront, um, whether it be some sort of skill they convince you that, you know, is transferable from another position um, or just something they could do or say that really tells you guys like this is the this is the right person I, I think for me uh, and the, the the front of the house the most important thing is is to get in front of me get in front of my face um, you know we get a lot of online applications and, and and such and it's really hard to get a feel for the type of person you know because I'm talking about a position that's interactive mm-hmm. um, with, with guests. Um, so it's hard for me to get a feel for people. So for me, for, for the front of the house, it's, it's, it's getting in front of me, and, and, but in a professional way, you know. Um, so follow up professionally, you know, a, a call back, you know. Don't, don't um, come in with expectations that I'm going to sit and give a half-hour interview um, you know, understand the limitations of the business and that there are busy times and slow times and, and get, get in front of me and um, 
be willing to talk about yourself and be willing to be outgoing. And that, that's the biggest thing for me. And, and show me that you're serious about taking the job seriously. Mm. That's the biggest thing. Andrew? Uh, the ones, the, the candidates that we really, that I know that are right, um, are ones that when we offer, let's say, a working interview uh, or a stage is what we call it in restaurants, you know, and I think a lot of restaurants will certainly offer this opportunity. But if you offer to work for free for, you know, four or five hours during a busy shift, just so that you're in, in front of us, like Eric is saying. So it's like a hands-on interview Absolutely, type, like here yeah. are your skills kind of thing. Okay. Right. So we can see where you're at, how you move through the kitchen, what your enthusiasm level is, those type of things. If you say that to an employer, I'm, I would I would doubt that they would tell you, no, 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 we're not going to let you come in and work. Because if they see you come in and work and you're working as a, working with the team, working very, you know, hard, moving, uh, asking lots of questions, mm-hmm. you know, showing that you truly want to be there, that I think is the biggest and easiest way uh, to get a job in a kitchen. And with that, we will bring this episode to a close here on Moving Up the Ladder. Hopefully those interested in the restaurant business can see there is plenty of opportunity and now hopefully we've given them some knowledge uh, that can foster some new hires in the industry, whether it be in the Milwaukee area or anywhere across the country. It was a a special pleasure to have on Eric Kay, General Manager, and Andrew Miller, Executive Chef, both from 812 MVP Bar & Grill, joining us today to give us some insight. Gentlemen, thanks again for coming in. Thank you for having us. Of course, it's always great to hear from you, the listeners, as well, so please drop us an email with any comments or suggestions at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. You've been listening to localjobnetwork.com radio.